and welcome everyone to Wednesday's Inside Look to Brooks, uh, Beach Brooks here today. Um, today we're just answering some questions. This is an Ask the Attorney segment. So if you have any questions that you want us to answer on uh, future episodes, uh, you can either shoot me an email at beach3eyes at brookslawgroup.com or you can comment on this video and we'll be happy to answer it um, sometime in the future. The first question we received um, was, after a crash, should I call my insurance first or the company of the person that hit me? We sort of discussed this last week. The first phone call you should make is to an attorney after 911 and, and your loved ones is to an attorney because much like we discussed last week, any statement you give to an insurance company could be used against you in the future. For example, you may call from the scene and you're not really experiencing much pain that at that moment. So they'll ask if you're injured and you say no, um, but you wake up the next morning and your neck or your back hurts. They will use that statement against you down the road saying that you were not in fact injured as a result of this crash because you said you weren't injured. Um, so the first phone call should, after like I said, 911, should be an attorney because we will send out letters of rep and all the communication will go through our office at that time. Uh, you will probably be obligated to give a statement to your insurance company. Like we discussed last week, we'll be on the phone and there's really no need to give a statement to the at-fault driver's insurance company, especially before contacting the attorney. The second question we have is if I'm not at fault, but I don't have insurance, will that mean I can't get anything from, the, from a case? There's a big misconception out there that Florida is a no-fault state, so your insurance company is who you recover from after a crash. What a no-fault state means is basically we have personal injury protection, and that pays for 80% of your first $10,000 in medical expenses. What we go after is the at-fault driver's insurance, uh, and that will include six elements of damages. That is your past medical expenses, your future medical expenses, your past lost wages, your future lost wages, as well as past and future uh, pain and suffering. So just because you do not have insurance does not mean you have a case. Actually, a personal injury case, nine times out of 10, is actually going against the other driver um, and their insurance company. So once again, just because you don't have insurance doesn't mean you don't have a case. The third, and this is, we get this quite often, is a police report says I was at fault, but I know I wasn't. Can an attorney reverse that? First thing to, that a lot of people are surprised to hear is accident reports and even tickets are not admissible evidence at trial. So just because a cop deemed you were at fault does not mean you were in fact at fault. It does not mean that you cannot have a personal injury case. Uh, the cop, unless the cop saw the accident, the cop was not there at the time of the crash. They're just taking statements from all the parties involved, sort of looking at the scene of the crash and writing a report or a citation where because they, were, they weren't a witness to the crash, like I said, their report is not admissible evidence at trial. It would come down to your testimony, the other driver's testimony, as well as any witnesses to determine liability. Uh, cop can come and testify at trial, but they're only going to be able to testify what they observed and heard uh, once they got to the scene. They won't be able to make any determinations of who was at fault or who was not at fault. Um, we have successfully represented people and got them recoveries when they, in fact, have received tickets um, after a crash. So 
a lot of times we'll see this on like a T-bone or a, a two, a four-way stop where it's a he said, she said, um, who ran the stop sign or who was at fault. Um, and just because a cop deemed you are fault does not mean that you do not have a personal injury case. Furthermore, Florida is what we call a compared to negligence state. So technically, all you have to do is get 1% negligence against the other party and you have a personal injury case. Your recovery would be reduced by whatever uh, percentage you are deemed to be at fault. Um, but that's another reason why it's just very important to get a personal injury attorney involved very beginning so they can discuss the ticket discuss how to properly um, move forward with the ticket whether to fight the ticket whether to pay the ticket and whether in fact you were or were not at fault for the crash fourth question is will my insurance rates go up after an accident car insurance homeowners insurance whatever type of insurance is a contractual agreement it's a contractual agreement between you and the insurance company your duty under the contract is to pay the premiums whenever they are due, monthly, quarterly, six months, yearly, whatever they may be. The insurance uh, duty under the contract is to provide you the coverages that are contained within the policy. So a lot of times in auto policies, that's PIP, property damage, personal injury, or bodily injury, or uninsured motorist coverage. So a lot of times after a crash, I shouldn't say a lot of times, sometimes after a crash, your insurance rates will go up. Um, but just because your rates go up with one company does not mean that they will they necessarily will go up with another company. So when that insurance policy ceases to be a thing, uh, you are free to shop around um, and find a, another insurance policy that is cheaper or the similar to what you were paying before. So just because one insurance company is going to increase your rates does not mean that you do not have a right to shop around and find cheaper insurance. The last one is a little bit of a change here, and we're gonna talk about premises cases. It says, what do I do if I slip and fall at a business and they do not do an incident report? Should you ask to do one? Definitely. You always want an incident report, so there's documentation of the fall that occurred. If the manager or employee still refuses to do an incident report, Make sure that you take as many pictures as possible. Make sure you get down any witnesses, names, and contact information, phone number, addresses, emails, so that you can contact them down the road so they can be witnesses and testify in your, on your behalf if you need them. Um, so a lot of times, you know, people will trip and fall or slip and fall, and the owner of the premise does not want to fill out an incident report, and the person who tripped or fell doesn't think it's necessary because they aren't feeling any pain at that point. Even if you're not in pain, take the pictures and fill out the answer report so there's documentation of what occurred. Um, and like I said, a lot of times that will also include the names and contact information of any witnesses to the fall. The last question we have, sort of fun question is, do you think the Bucks are gonna win it all again this year? Uh, they're pretty beat up at the moment. They're dealing with a lot of injuries. I felt a lot better um, about them repeating a month or two ago. Uh, but I think anybody who follows the NFL, especially for the last 20 years, I think we can all agree on one thing, and that's to never doubt Tom Brady. Uh, so he's our quarterback, thank God. So, you know, looking forward to this weekend. Hopefully they win, and hopefully they got a couple more victories ahead of them, and they can repeat as Super Bowl champions. 
Um, if you have any questions or have anything that you want answered uh, in the future, like I said, you can always comment on this post. Or if you would like to email myself, my email is beach3eyes at brookslawgroup.com. Or you can email Steve at steve at brookslawgroup.com. Thank you guys for joining us today. We'll see you again next Wednesday.